What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who will win. It's time for the best Buckeye podcast. By fans, for the fans, where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OH! I-O! And welcome back to the OHIO Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Buckeye Box. That man over there is the wild man, Chris Wilds. That man down there is the Sergeant MVP. When I say that, I always think of like Sergeant Slaughter. You know, can can you give us one of those looks and... But anyway, not without the <laughs> I need the campaign hat for that. Do you need that? Do you need the helmet man back there? We'll get that to you and put that on you. And <laughs> Might help. <laughs> It'd be great. Hey guys, we are so excited to be here tonight, guys. We are the official podcast of the Scarlet and Game website on Fansided, as well as Big Banter Sports. Go check both of those out. You can get articles on Scarlet and Game about the house about Ohio State Buckeyes, written by great writers, including myself. We wrote about Jermaine Matthews. We'll be talking about him a little bit today as well. So we're going to uh, be talking about that. I wrote an article about him. Go check that out and read it. Go to Big Banter Sports to find all 14 Big Ten podcasts uh, from the 14 different schools. Some of them right now are crying. Some are excited. And if you're a podcast from the West Division, you are confused as heck because who knows what's going on on that side over there in the Big Ten. Every week it is an absolute mess. Um and we're going to go visit them this week when we go over to Madison, Wisconsin. Go check out what I think is the best team in the West. So 
Got that to look forward to, right? Hey, you can go check us out on Facebook, facebook.com, The Ohio Podcast. Go over to the X, twitter.com, backslash, at The Ohio Pod. You can go check us out there. Uh, where else are we at? We have our website, theohiopodcast.com. Go check that as well. And look who's in the house tonight. Hello from Arizona, Larry Daniels. Larry, let me just say this, by the way. You go. You were in Florida. You came back to Ohio. Now you're in Arizona. Dude, you are living your best life, man. I One day when I grow up and retire, I want to be just like you. Arizona's beautiful. Absolutely love it. Belial, he's just like us, man. He's in the middle of... of Middle of the crap, isn't that what you guys said in the army there? In a, in a roundabout way, Aaron, middle of the crap. In he's so from, many words. <laughs> hey, he says <laughs> he's from C bus and he says Michigan sucks. I love it. Uh Wickerham, what up guys? Sorry I missed you guys Saturday. Hope to see you guys at the Sparty game at my tailgate. Go Bucks. Jermaine Matthews has some dog in him, Jay Thompson said. Yes, he does. We're he gonna does. talk about that. Sammy Post and the defense can definitely win us a natty. A little bit of uh, high on the high on the hog on the defense. Dylan Coon, what up, Jets? Hey, good news this week, Dylan. You guys didn't lose a game. That's by fact. week. <laughs> by week. <laughs> hey, I think I think Purdue can get to six and six. Go bowling. I do they're too. Two and, they're two and five. They do have a game against Michigan, but I think they can win those four games. Those other four games they have on their schedule. Nick Quint, what's up, guys? Watching from PA. Oh, he's in enemy territory there. Pennsylvania, man. A losing state of Pennsylvania. Larry says, live in the dream. Live in the dream. And Dylan agrees with us. He said he's feeling good about it. Hey, be on the lookout, Dylan. Um, I was looking at the schedule, and I think I got a date. I'm going to confirm it with Chris. We're going to talk about it. I think we're going to do a Saturday night meetup at Value City Arena for an OSU hockey game. I'm going to buy tickets for us, our families, and maybe some of the listeners, as well as you, Dylan. And then whoever wants to come and be a part of our group, we'll all sit together. We'll have our own Ohio podcast section and go watch a hockey game. I think they play, I think it was Michigan State. If I'm not mistaken, that's what the game was that I was looking at. But it's in December, so it's after the football season's over. And I'm going to definitely have you come be a part of that, dude. He says, let's go. I'll buy a plain red shirt. <laughs> oh, oh, no, Better won't. yet. We'll better yet. We will give you, Dylan, an OHIO podcast t-shirt. How about that, brother? You'll be styling and profiling. Dylan know what it feels like to be a winner. Oh, ouch. <laughs> ouch. Hey, just wait till basketball season. You know he's going to rub our face in that, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Isn't really a sport. It is in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere but Columbus. <laughs> not, not Ohio, man. Hey, I, I'm kind of feeling a little bit optimistic about this basketball team. I, we'll see. I, I'm not optimistic about our coaching staff. I'll tell you that right now, dude. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Jay, are we going to discuss the elephant in the room? Harbaugh's. Harbaugh's office tonight. In in Harbaugh's office tonight. Okay, yeah, let's hmm. do that first. Fair enough. Let's talk let's about it. let's talk about the sleaze ball. Here's what we know. We know Michigan had a staffer who was going to physically going to away games to scout. Is going to a games personally physically to scout wrong. 
No. They do it in high school all the time, right? There's nothing wrong oh, yeah. with that. You don't have to go because there's plenty of film out there that you can get now. It's all available to coaches. You don't even have to go to physically go to games. So the question was, why was he physically going to the games? Because film is available to everybody. <clears throat> so the rumor is and the accusation is that the staffer was going and filming coaches giving and and uh, staffers and and those guys physically giving filming them giving their signs. He was stealing signs. Um, stealing signs is is in of itself not illegal. Um, when I played uh, when I played baseball, I would steal signs all the time. Um, when we were on second base. If, if the catcher was dumb enough to only give one number, one fastball, two curveball, three changeup, and we were out there on, on second base, we would, and the hitter would want to know, we would have a hit. Like, one tap on your helmet's fastball. Two-hand tap on your on your helmet's curveball. Hand on your chest is a changeup. Like, we would let the batter know what was being thrown. It's the catcher's job to throw flash different signals and have the number that the pitcher is going to give. So, is stealing signs illegal? No, not in of itself. But the rule states you cannot film opposing coaches in order to steal their signs, which is what they said is happening. Now, NCAA confiscated his computer. This is a second time that a staff member at Michigan has had a computer taken. And they are digging through it. Now, the question is, is... What he was creating, the spreadsheet, the videos, whatever, was that going from him to the coaching staff, specifically Jim Harbaugh? I think obviously, yes, it was. I mean, why else are you doing it? Okay. Jim Harbaugh came out and said he had no idea this was going on. That's a lie. That's absolutely a lie. Everybody knew that this was going on. Other coaches reported this to the Big Ten that this was going on. So that's a lie, okay? So spare me the holier-than-thou, Jim Harbaugh's a saint, he's done nothing wrong crap from the Team Up North fans. He knew it. He lied about it, which is what Jim Trestle got in trouble for. So if the NCAA, which has a back, which if they have any backbone at all, which they do not anymore, would hold Jim Harbaugh to the same standard that they held Jim Trestle to, he should be fired and, and no longer allowed to coach in <clears throat> NCAA for five years. That's what they told Trestle was. That's not what's going to happen, guys. Also, those games should be forfeited. Yeah, because we the lost a whole years year. worth of games should be forfeited. We lost an entire season, right? Yes, I agree, Chris. That's not what's going to happen, guys. It's not. The NCAA has zero backbone and Jim Harbaugh, to his credit, is playing poker with him. And he's pushed his chips in the middle. And he says, Let's, let me see your cards. Because I don't think you have any. That's what's going on. That's what the whole stupid cheeseburger thing was. That's what this is. This is, this is Jim Harbaugh and the NCAA having a peeing contest is what this is. And quite frankly, Jim Harbaugh is going to win because the NCAA is terrible. They have no backbone. That's my two cents. Chris, go for it. <laughs> 
I kind of disagree, Eric. I think they're going to try to take a stand. I think they realize the <clears> criticism <throat> they're getting. I think they're going to try to take a stand at this point. What can they do? Now, will it work? I don't. Well, they could come in and say, listen, we're wiping out all record of everything you've done for the last two years. The Big Ten is what you need to watch here. Yes, the, and I'll tell it, you what. The the thing with me is, and I had a discussion with, with somebody uh, similar to what we're having right now, because I agreed initially that they were going to do nothing. Well, they said, well, look at what they did to Trestle. They did nothing to Trestle. They, the, Trestle ended up basically resigning because of the pressure from, as you said, the Big Ten from, from Ohio State, uh, you know, the whole mess there. NCAA, uh, had, NCAA gave him a five-year ban, dude. Yeah, well, that's right. NCAA did give him a five-year ban. But, um, you, you know, this is my thing. Trussell fell on his sword. He did yeah, the honorable for Gene, thing. For Gene Smith. For Gene Smith he and for the program. He saved Gene Smith's job, dude. For Gene Smith and for the yeah. program, he fell on his sword. Uh, you, you look at Gene Smith then self-imposed a – ban which cost us a national title i think we can all agree to that 2011 was because of gene smith absolutely so 2012 sorry 2012 12 urban's first year we went 12 and 0 we should have went to the big 10 and and we would have played notre dame for a national championship and we would have beat them in their and two and what's his name's fake girlfriend yeah but i'll tell you these i think what what you're going to see is you may see Michigan take action here because he has, I think you may see the university actually take action. He is disgracing this program. And if they look at what happened to Ohio state, there's no urban Meyer in their future. They're not going to do nothing, Chris. They don't have, I don't know. They, Eric. He do, they don't have the guts, dude. <clears throat> he, Jim Harbaugh is, is knowing that he's momentum, walking out the man. door at the end of this year. We don't know that he's been he's been walking oh, he's out the walking door for the last door. five years, Chris. He's walking out the door. All what, this sh- all this crap going on around him. He's walking out the door. He's not going to take a risk of suspension. Jay Thompson brings up a good point. They still haven't closed Hamburger Gate. <laughs> Hamburger yeah. Gate, and now they have opened a second serious investigation, which he is lying about again. I agree. The NCAA has no choice but to issue him a show cause. Larry says Trestle did the honorable thing. Hairball doesn't possess that character trait. I agree uh, with that. Agree with that, Larry. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Aaron, go for it. Aaron, your turn. I'll I'll be honest. I, I don't disagree with anything that Jay Thompson's saying. And I'll tell you what really pisses me off about it, all right, is this coach or this staffer that they're sending to do it is a former Marine Corps captain. This is a commissioned officer at one time for the Marine Corps that they're sending to do this stuff. Was he military? Why, why would <laughs> No, I'm not I mean, serious. Like, I kind of wonder if they, I mean, were they really trying to be that shady about it to say, Hey, you know what you're doing, go out there and do it. That's what I'm getting at. It's, 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 uh, it's kind of pathetic that first of all, you know, a commissioned officer, from the United States military, regardless of branch, would lower himself to such standards. First and foremost, especially from a branch like the Marines that holds themselves to such a high standard. And I'm not trying to make this about the military, but it's a part of this. So do you think there's any chance when... It is, whether we like... When when his honor is questioned that he comes clean, Aaron? We'll see. I haven't seen any presidents do it, so why would a Marine Corps captain? 
<laughs> oh boy. Hey, you might want to get the the girls off TikTok, brother. Yeah, I they're not on it. I had them okay. check that stuff. I I don't know what the heck is going <laughs> yeah, on here, man. You're you're, you're coming oh, sorry. in pretty good. No, that's okay. Let's let's let me ask this question and I want I want your opinion in in the comment section to all you who are watching. If Here's my question. We'll go around, and, and I want your comments, and then we'll get on to the Penn State game. If Harbaugh is fired, does and, and then Ohio State beats Michigan at the end of the season, which I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case, but let's just say hypothetically, if that were to take place, does, does the fact that Ryan Day doesn't get the chance to right the wrong and beat him this year. <clears throat> Leave a stain on his career. Ryan Day's. Yes or no, Chris? You know, I, I honestly don't think when we look historically at the coaches' records, we really care who they were coaching against. As long as they beat that team up north, I don't know that I feel there's a stain, especially given the potential circumstances. Now, we talked about this a little bit on on, on Saturday, Eric. Nothing was going – stealing science had nothing to do with last year. Our defensive backs spent more time on their backsides than they did in coverage. That That's what cost us last year. The year before, <coughs> is, is, there, is there some question about that? Because this goes back that far. To 2021, yeah. So, so – so you're saying if no? Yeah, I'm saying if they, I'm saying no because okay. I believe he's he's got a legit victory against him. He's got a legit loss, in my opinion, against him. One that's up in the air as a question mark. If he comes out and writes the wrong, no matter who the coach is against uh, this year, I feel that Ryan Day has done what you know he needed to do. Aaron, yes or no? His 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 legacy is stained for not being able to right the wrong from the last two years against that man. I'm gonna keep my responses short moving forward. Just a heads up, all right, because of this internet issue. But um, I don't think it leaves a stain. I think it, at least not to the public or to the fans. I think that it's gonna burn a hole in his heart because he wants to beat Harbaugh. Okay. As long as he beats that team up north, regardless, I think we're okay. But it's it's a personal thing between him and Harbaugh. It is, yeah, it is personal, absolutely. Frank Taraka, win a natty, and all is forgiven in my mind. Okay, there you go. Uh, Jay Thompson, Jimmy's gonna going to Pete Carroll team up that team up north <laughs> after the season. Yeah, comparing what happened at USC here. Yeah, difference is USC actually won national championships. A couple. Mm-hmm. Mike Bowers, nope. Beating Michigan is all that matters. Hairball, uh, Harbaugh has a losing record versus OSU. Yes, he does. That's that's a good point, Mike. <clears throat> um, Larry, I can't fault Coach Day if TTUN has an interim coach. Uh, Jay, they conveniently started cheating after going two and six and ducking us during the COVID year. That's now awesome. wait a minute. I'm tired of hearing people accuse them of ducking. You know, there was three basketball players on campus who had COVID that year. They were perfectly justified in, in setting the season out. Or sitting the game out, right? Stop. Mr. Sarcasm over here. Gee, Christmas. COVID uh, cost right. us a potential title. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. All right. So, um, yeah, that's enough talk. We'll get to them later. Um, they look good. I mean, whether they're stealing signs or not, they are they, they are dominating their opponents on the field. Now they haven't but played anybody. I, I was going to say, so did Maryland and Penn State till they ran into us. Yeah, well, let's talk about that second one because the first, the poor man's Duke is not even worth talking about right now in in football. But <clears throat> good old James Franklin, you want to talk about? being depressed as a fan base that guy i i don't think he's ever going to get it done guys at penn state he's got the one big 10 championship and it ain't ever going to happen again it, it, it this was the year if it was going to happen it was going to be this year and it it didn't happen so let's dive into the game shall we so Ohio State wins 20 to 12. It sounds close, eight points, but in all honesty, it really wasn't. It was 20 to six until that last drive. Uh, guys, let's give initial letter grades. Actually, let's give initial reactions first, then we'll give letter grades. Aaron, I'll start with you. All right. So I was thoroughly impressed with the defense. Kyle McCord did great. He protected the ball. I know the fumble that was not a fumble got it. Wasn't a fumble. Period. Dot. Uh, so he did a great job protecting on it. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what's going on with the, with the internet, but Kyle McCord did a great job protecting the ball. That was one of the keys to victory for me was protecting the football because Penn state is plus was plus 10, uh, in the turnover margin and they do a great job capitalizing on turnovers. So, uh, kudos to the offense, the running backs filled in great. Mayan Williams specifically for Travion, they didn't even bring him up in, in any of the graphics normally. And my dad pointed this out of all people. Uh, normally the running backs don't step up and they got to talk about how the offense does this typically when Travion's in there. They didn't even talk about Travion Henderson. The running backs did a nice enough job of filling in. So all around, all around good job. Harrison Jr. did Marvin Harrison Jr. things. And that's that. He did Marvin Harris Jr. things. <laughs> yes. Oh, beautiful. There you go. Good wrap up there. Chris, go for it. Oh, you know, I'm like Aaron. I thought the defense was absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, they only gave up, uh, you know, what was it in the second half? Six yards until the last drive was yep. given up in the second half. Uh, you know, so they were, they were lights out. I was very impressed by the defensive backs, specifically the uh, – the two youngsters who stepped in there for Denzel, um, you know, and overall, offensively, we did enough to win. I love coming in on a Sunday and saying this after watching film and doing all the previews with Chris and Aaron saying they are who we told you they were. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. By now, you should be sharing our show with everybody. Be like, if you guys really want to know what the, how the game's going to go, go listen to the OHIO podcast because we break it down better than the experts on television are, okay? Aaron told you they've got no deep threat, none. And if we stop the run, we're going to win this football game, and we did exactly that. They only 49 had 100 yards. Yeah, 49, 49 yards. Rushing. And they only had 197 passing, I think it was, yeah. and 71 of which came on the last drive of the game when we were in 
prevent defense. Okay. Um, which made sense giving at that moment because it was, um, it was forcing them to use the clock up is what was happening. That's why we were doing that. Um, so I know a lot of people said, why you go to a prevent? That's why you made them use all their timeouts, all the clock, everything was gone. And if you, even if they get the onside kickback, it's still going to take a miracle. So, um, Beautiful job by the defense. It was glorious to watch. This defense is legit. Can we all just basically say the Silver Bullets are back? They're back, okay? Best defense since 2019, and I'm not so sure overall. Overall? By the way, right now, Aaron, it's hilarious. You were frozen for a long time like this. (laughs) It's what I do, man. (laughs) Um, Can you hear me at least when it freezes? Yes. For the most part, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Um, okay. So, um, it was. I was, let me just gonna say this defense. I'm not so sure they're not better overall than 2019 was. 2019 had better stars, but this might be the better defense. I like as this scheme, as a team. I like the yeah. scheme better too. We were I like the depth a, as well. Oh, there you go. The yeah. development on this on this defense is really really good, guys. Like there's a they, there's not a big drop off from the first string to the second string. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I, I like that. Okay, let's give letter grades real quick here. Here we go. Uh, let's start with the offense. We had 286 passing yards. I'm sorry. Uh, well, yes, 286 passing mm-hmm. yards, 79 rushing yards for a total of 365 yards, 4.8 yards per play. <laughs> 22 first downs. We were 6 of 16 on third down, 0 for 1 on fourth down. We did possess the ball for 34 minutes and 24 seconds, but we did have one turnover in this game. Uh, Aaron, your offensive letter grade for the Buckeyes on Saturday. Offense, I got to go with a B plus. Um, I think that's justified, you know, McCord still kind of underthrowing some guys. Uh, Marvin did have some drops. Um, the running game looked better, but we're still getting about three yards a carry with Mayan. I think he had like 24 carries and 60 something yards. So, I mean, we're still not breaking, you know, breaking any big plays, but passing game more than made up for it. So I'll take it. Cade Stover. How about yeah, Cade that went, guy making yeah. some grabs? I liked Cade Stover's pregame uh, speech at the <laughs> session. That was magic. Yes, that was great. Uh, Chris, your offensive letter grade. Well, I'm not going to be as kind as Aaron. I'm I'm going to go with a B minus. There was, uh, I thought, still Kyle McCord was underthrowing some. Uh, he was very close. Had he not been bailed out to giving <clears throat> up a fumble that was returned for a touchdown, we still made some silly penalties. I question a few of the play calls in there still. So overall, I mean, in the run game, we only averaged 1.9 yards per carry on the the ground. So, you know, I got to go B minus. I think that we've got a lot of potential there. I will say this. Outside of the penalties, I feel like the offensive line is starting to come together. And I feel by the end of the year, if we keep progressing this way, we'll get to that B plus a minus offense that we want to see. 
Uh, I was worse than you two. I guess C plus. 20 points is not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, when we go to, if, if when we play that team up north, when we hopefully get to a college football playoff, we're going to have to put the biscuit in the basket more times than 20 points. Um, it's It needs to be in the 30s. Okay. I understand that our defense is really, really, really good. Um, but Penn State offensively was not great. Okay. Notre Dame offensively, uh, not great. Maryland offensively, not great. These are good teams, but they're not great offenses. Um, Washington, I think, might have a great offense from what I've seen. Yeah. Oregon might have a great offense if we were to run in either one of those. Oklahoma, I think they might have a great offense. Mm. Mm-hmm. Go watch them. Go I, I watch think them. they're. I think they're good. I wouldn't call them great. What constitutes great? I just don't see the consistency every week, especially. I look at. Like you look at the team up north, are they a great team? Hard to say. They haven't played anybody yet. But you know what they're doing, what they're supposed to do against those teams, with the exception of that Bowling Green game when McCarthy was throwing to the guys in brown more than the guys in blue, you know. But, you know, I, and I don't even know that Michigan's a great offensive team right now because I don't think they got the quarterback consistency to be a great offensive team. Oklahoma. I think that. Oklahoma. I think that you're right with with Penix Jr. and Washington. I think they're great. I think Oregon is great offensively. I don't know that there's more than three or four greats offensively in the country right now. Oklahoma's offensive uh, points this year, 73, 28, 66, 20, 50, 34, 31. 20 is kind of weird because it was against Cincinnati on the road. Okay. But, dude, come on. They scored but 34 what? against Texas. And I think Texas might be the most overrated team in in football. What? Thir- oh, dude. Okay, thirty. But but it's thirty four against Texas, and then thirty one against UCF. What yeah. gives here? Twenty um, against Cincinnati. twenty against Cincinnati. Come on. Tw- okay, Cincinnati. Like I said, that one's weird. But dude, did you not watch Texas? Absolutely, Walton. Like they, you, uh, um, Alabama couldn't do anything offensively. Against Texas defensively. Alabama was more confused at quarterback in that game than we were, though. Alabama's got an atrocious offense. Alabama's like if you don't like Ohio State's. Yeah, they're worse. Yeah, if you don't like what, then yeah, than we are by far. If I'm being honest. All right, we'll just talk about Oklahoma later. <laughs> we might not have we'll to. Worry I don't think we'll that. have to. Okay, I don't think so either. Defense, let's give a defensive letter grade. This one I think should be pretty easy, right? We gave up only 191 yards passing. Uh, like I said, 70 some, 71 or 79 of that was on the last drive. Uh, 49 yards rushing for 240 total yards, 3.5 yards per play. First downs, they gave up 15. Third down efficiency. You ready for this, guys? I love this. One of 16. Wowzer. And one of three on on fourth downs. So they were a combined two of 19 on the money downs. Uh, 25 minutes and 36 seconds on time of possession and zero turnovers. But when you're given three and outs like that uh, consistently, it's hard to get turnovers, right? A-plus for me on the defense. Aaron? A-plus for the same reasons. 
Yeah, I can't argue with it. The defense was incredible, A+. Plus. Beautiful. I love it. Let's hand out Buckeye leaves now, guys. This is all. This ought to be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see real fast, though, uh, who gave defensive letter grades. Jay said A um, on the defense. Sammy Poston said A+. Plus. He gave an A for the offense um, for with a slow start. Uh, Frank agrees with you, Chris. He said, most encouraging thing I saw on offense was that the O-line looked better. Still not great, but improving. Um, Nick Quint said, TTUN only plays Penn State and us. Yeah, their schedule is soft as, soft as a baby's butt, man. Jay Thompson, our defense played great, but their QP had even more accuracy issues than ours. Yeah. That was Drew Aller's worst game, and it, he was emotional after that game. Oh yeah, he, he was emotional. He he literally said, "This is the worst I've ever played." So I, I don't know. I didn't really watch a ton of Penn State before this game. Watched some film. I saw. I watched the West Virginia game. He looked great. He looked electric in that game, and he's he's kind of went backwards. There is a narrative right now amongst Penn State fans that when quarterbacks come to Penn State and they and they work start working with James Franklin, they get worse, not better. An argument can there. be made. It's out there. So not a good place to go if you're a quarterback, I'm supposing. So for the guy down the road in Olin Tangy that uh, Franklin threw the uh, flew the uh, helicopter to to watch him on Friday night, you might want to consider someplace else. <laughs> I love that look, Aaron. That's a great look you got right now. So cringy. <laughs> it is. He Ubered a helicopter. I what what pisses me off is that <laughs> that's he the went school coached at. He went to your school and flew in on a helicopter, brother. I would have never allowed that. <laughs> no. You wouldn't have went up and shook his hand. I'd have been some random with a laser pointer, like, no, he can't land here. Like, just kidding. I wouldn't do that. For legal purposes, I would not do that. Oh, that's great. Okay. <laughs> let's hand out Buckeye Lee's, yeah, man. Sure. Let's, let's, <laughs> all right. Let's do the obvious one, right? Offensive player of the game, Chris. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Marvin Harrison Jr. there. I yeah. don't really think you could go any other way. Although Cade had a great game, but you, you, you just got to give it to Marvin. Uh, or, or, or wait, we could call him by Eric's favorite new nickname. No. <laughs> no. It's so right, bad, we'll dude. We'll let it pass. I love Gus. Okay, a lot of people don't like him. They say he's over the top. I love Gus. But that one, I could do without, dude. Marvelous. I love Marvelous. <laughs> I love Marvelous, but not that one. Uh, did, did you catch Jay Thompson's latest kind of, uh, comment there? It's time for Aaron's participation trip. Today, Jay, it might be me. It might might be me giving participation trophies. Uh, yeah, I, I went with Marvin Harrison Jr. as well, man. I I, I don't know that uh, I don't know that you can uh, give it to anybody else. Aaron, what do you got? Same. I, I there's no argument to be made. All right, let's go to the defensive player of the game. And Aaron, since you went last, I'll have you go first. Defensive player of the game. Here you go, Jay. The whole secondary, bud. I told y'all, had to shut down uh, Lambert Smith or Smith Lambert, whatever. doesn't matter at this point. He didn't do crap anyway. So, uh, you know, Jermaine Matthews, Igbenosin even covered him for a few downs. Um, Hancock, uh, they did a great job covering in for for Burke. So, uh, I'm going to give it to the whole secondary, man. Proctor got in on some hits. 
Ransom got in on some hits. Sonny Styles did a good job. I think Styles, he was even in on a sack. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was. So, yeah, give him the whole secondary. All right, Aaron, I see your participation trophy, and I raise you. The entire <laughs> defense gets a Buckeye leaf. How you like them apples, buddy? <laughs> I'm cool with it. You see the the influence that I have here. <laughs> yeah. Though, in all seriousness, I didn't know who to give it to, so I'm like, let's just give it to all of them. <laughs> Chris, what you got, man? What, are you going to raise us even more? No, no, you- but I, I'm just going to I'm just going to call <laughs> Aaron. You know, there's no way I can call yours. I'm going to call Aaron, and, and I'm going to say that yeah, they looked really good. Uh, in the defensive backfield, but I'm going to go with the defensive line. How about the fact that we came in with 10 sacks on the season and got four yesterday? Okay. Um, Against what was supposed to be the best offensive yeah, line we faced. Well, and, and these, these two tackles are, they're saying are both NFL tackles and one of them is a potential first round pick. So, <laughs> okay. you know, yes. Now, Jay, we are all alphas here. There is no beta on this podcast, bro. No, you're not. <laughs> said it no no love it he's in there with his lex luther cackle again eric yeah sammy agrees with me whole defense gives the mvp (laughs) dude sammy no please tell me you did not put that it oh (laughs) oh it's such a bad nickname dude uh this show's magic i don't care (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is all right let's move to the offensive play of the game uh chris you want to start with this one you know it may be crazy eric okay uh, you, the, because i mean seriously there's so many you could go with. now now the one i want going down for a record is going to be the cade stover catch oh okay cool because that was just a phenomenal catch but you know what I think the play of the game on offense may have very well honestly been Marvin Harrison Jr. getting held. Ooh. I didn't the, think of that. Because of the fact that one. that reversed that pick, the the fumble that was returned for a touchdown. That it, changed it the whole into, game. Yeah. And yeah. ended up turning into points for us. That is a really, really, really good one. But I, I actually went – I agreed with you. I went with the Kate Stover 30-yard catch because I thought it was a phenomenal – play oh the athleticism um, he showed there in the hands yeah yeah I, I don't think it actually ended up getting anything if i'm not mistaken i don't know that we scored but uh it was to me that was the best play of the game but you're right i think the most impactful play was actually their penalty yeah because that would have given them the lead they would have had all the momentum um and we end up getting a touchdown from the there's a 14 point swing there so yeah jay thompson excellent point there for you chris aaron your offensive play of the game um, offensive play or player? Pl- uh, play. The offensive play of the game was uh, Cade Stover mossing that one guy. Yep. <laughs> we all that agree. was a hell yep. of a catch. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So since we all agree, we'll move on to the defensive player hit of the game. Uh, I'll go first. I thought Kenyatta Jackson's fourth down sack was the and then we ended up turning that into later the uh, second touchdown Marvin Harrison when we went up 20 to 6 at the time we were 13 to 6 and I thought that was basically pretty much the nail in the coffin at that moment defensively but Kenyatta Jackson's fourth down sack was my defensive play of the game Chris 
Okay, so for me, it was actually, and I want to set up the series here. This is what I was talking about, guys. There was a series in this game that I thought was just so. He, <laughs> he wrote alpha on the paper. You see yeah. this, yeah. But there was there was a. a He's going to come in next week, and his, instead of co-host down there, it's going to say it's going to say alpha sergeant, <laughs> sergeant MVP alpha Aaron Brown. It needs to happen. But okay. it's, hey, it's signed, sealed on to, from Jay. Let's go. <laughs> so, so there was a huge series on defense, ten six game. They come out and and you know this is right after I believe the muffed punt. They gave them the ball back with great field position. They come out and they try this pass, the the wide receiver pass. Uh, and Proctor and Steel Chambers sniff that right out. Yeah. Well, we, we push him back. What happens? Well, we, we go offside because that's what we do. Give him yardage back. The very <laughs> next play, and this is my play of the game. Because that's what we do. Because that's what we do. The very next play, JT Tumalu gets in there and gets his sack. Puts him in a third and 15, <clears throat> and they end up having to kick it away because, well, let's face it, we know that, that Drew Hour wasn't going to get 15 yards given three downs. So I think that uh, JT Tumaluau's sack was the play of the game for me. Ended up, you know, we got the ball back, scored a field goal, got that touchdown lead, and went from there. All right, JT sack. Okay, Aaron, your defensive play of the game. Uh, Yeah, I'm with you, Eric. The Kenyatta Jackson sack. I guess I'm the alpha on that one. See, I, I'd thought about that, but at that nope. point, the game was pretty much over. So. <laughs> hey, you know who? You know when I was the alpha, Aaron? Hmm. When that when that nice lady with the lovely singing voice from West Lafayette <laughs> sat down and asked me to move over, and I said no. I oh, can't. the Big Mac lady. Yeah, <laughs> I will refer Big to her Mac. as Big Mac Mary from from here on. <laughs> Big Mac Mary. Yes. Wrong. Oh, what do you man. want from us? We're fat. <laughs> the dude behind us goes, "What do you want, lady? We're all cheeseburger, cheeseburger Big Mac loving, loving Americans." Americans. Big, Mac, oh, yeah, that's Big Mac, Mac loving Americans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Big Mac Mary, that will forever be the legend. Big Mac Mary, there you go from West Lafayette. Oh, gosh, (laughs) the times we have on the road, guys, let me tell you. (laughs) All right, we actually have three things we need to finish this show on. So we're going to take a quick quick commercial break. When we come back, we have two questions that were asked that I would like to cover. And I picked up an extra program from the game. Chris and I went – actually, I have a story if Carl's still here. Carl, let me know if you're still listening in the chat. Because this could only be Carl. This can only be Carl. We're (laughs) going to tell a Carl – we're going to tell a Carl story. We're going to give this away, okay? We're going to have a trivia question. Aaron and Chris are going to be watching the chat, and whoever gets the trivia question right, I'm going to send this to you uh, as a thank you from us here at the OHAO Podcast. I'll mail it out to you. Uh, but these are the, the last couple of years they've done this on the programs. They are, I'll see if I can zoom in here, limited edition. By, let's see if my finger here, limited edition. So this is one of only 2,500 of these, okay? Mm-hmm. Limited edition programs, um, and I will send that out. Never been opened. It's still sealed, okay? I will send this out via mail to the person. So 
Um, be on the lookout for that. We're going to have that by the end of the show. We're going to tell a Carl story. We got a couple questions, guys, so hang tight. We'll be right back, okay? What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The OHIO Podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360-degree high-definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. All right, let's start with the one question, then we'll do a story, then we'll do the second question, and then we'll do the contest. How's that sound, guys? All right, here's our question. Let's start with Brian Lee Oberst's question. Did Ryan Day make the correct call by going for it on fourth and goal, only up four, or should he have kicked the field goal? Let us know in the comment section what you think of that question. Uh, Chris, I'll start with you. What is your opinion of going for it on fourth and goal, only up four? Now, see, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, Eric. I like the aggressiveness. And I listened to him in the press conference afterwards, and I like what he had to say about the expectation that he feels we should have been able to get two yards. I don't disagree. However, in a game like this, when you know points are going to be at a premium, I feel like you needed to get that seven-point lead. Uh, so for me, I think the smart thing to do would have been to kick the field goal. However, something I don't do is give this guy a whole lot of uh, credit sometimes, and I'm going to give him a little bit of love and respect for the guts he showed in making that call, whether it was right or wrong, and then sticking by that decision. Aaron. Yeah. So if we learn nothing from the Oregon loss two years ago, Mm -hmm. kick the field goals. He left nine points on the board or on the field uh, against Oregon. That was the difference. We lost by seven. We could have won by two because he wanted to throw it four times from the two yard line for some unknown reason. So, um, you know, moving forward, like Chris said, points could have, they were at a premium against a team like Penn state. Take the points every time. What, and Aaron, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt Eric, but Aaron, you, you've coached football. When did, getting points become a bad thing because you see this a lot in football right now. Um, the going forward on fourth down, it seems to be a more and more prominent thing. When did taking the points become a bad thing? 
I'm going to be honest with you. Something I noticed the year in 2014 when we won it all, the 2014-15 season, okay, we lost to Virginia Tech. And then we had to go on a miraculous run. Mm-hmm. And we had to win big every game to get the lowest level of respect from a national standpoint. Okay. Right. They took into account something, and this is we didn't hear about this before the eye test style points. Yeah. That wasn't a thing before that season. Okay. So mm-hmm. to me, I think that we had to beat Wisconsin 59 to nothing. That had to yeah, happen. That had to happen. We had to beat Michigan. However, we did. Okay. And then we had, you know what I mean? Like that was a serious thing. We had to win with style points. And ever since then, it has evolved into now we're at a point where we're going for it on fourth down and two or whatever the case instead of taking points. Good and point, we're losing Frank. games over it. Frank makes a good point if you watch the Washington Oregon game. Yeah. 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 That is a great point. Yep. So, um, the, the thing I'm hearing more and more often, and it makes my skin crawl, <laughs> James Franklin, <laughs> um, the analytics say, you know what? Screw your analytics, man. The analytics can be wrong. Okay. How do analytics, analytics are created because of trends. Mm-hmm. Just because there's a trend doesn't mean that that trend is right. <laughs> right. There's a lot of trends in our culture and society today that suck. Okay. Facts. So just because something is a trend doesn't mean it is right. Uh, I heard it last night, a bunch on the games that were being played last night. Analytics say they should go for it on fourth, fourth and two from their 30 yard line. And then they didn't get it. And then Duke goes up by 10. Now Florida state came back and ended up winning comfortably, but yeah, exactly. Jay, thank you. Analytics can't account for momentum. Bingo. If yesterday's yesterday's game was a shootout, okay, we need points. So you might go for it, right? But yesterday's game was not a shutout. In that situation, you kick it. Now, now I I agree. And this is the other thing I'm hearing a lot of, Eric, is people saying um, the fact is we should have been more aggressive there because our defense was playing so well. And – I, I can because the defense is playing so well, and they would have been pinned back having not gotten it. Right, it was the right call, and I understand that argument, but I still disagree with that in that situation. Yeah. Okay, so well, we held we held them there, and they kicked it. Right, what happened? It, it goes off. It goes off of Fleming. Well, it hits Fleming. Fleming, and then they get the ball at midfield. Right, um, yeah. where you could have kicked it, been up seven, and then kicked it, and they started at their twenty-five. So, right, I think you take the points there. I'm just saying, all right, analytics, whatever you want to call it, common sense. Here's what I do know, okay? Three points gets you closer to a win than zero points. Right. Okay? You know, I don't need a computer. I don't need film. I don't need anything to tell me that. And that's what I was getting at. Analytics don't account for momentum, and they don't take into account common sense. It's a real big thing in the NFL tonight. Uh, 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 I'm not watching Sunday Night Football. I'll I'll pick it up here in a few minutes when we're done recording. But Miami's got an analytical head coach who's doing very well right now. He's a guy who's literally probably never played a down of football in his life. He's just a nerd behind a computer who made his – he's making his living based off analytics, right? 
Okay, and they're doing and they're doing really good right now. But I'm telling you right now, behind the scenes, there are coaches on that roster. I promise you, who are get in your face, get in the get the nuts and bolts, the offensive line coach, the defensive line coach, the linebacker coach. Those guys, those guys aren't analytical dudes, dude. We we all have Billy Bean to thank for this one season with the Oakland A's, <laughs> and it turned sports upside down. Moneyball, Moneyball in, is is. Okay, yeah, I agree with you, Chris. Moneyball and football, dude. And out, where we're out, at. outside of literally outside of that one season when the with the Oakland A's, when his analytics really worked, and it didn't have him a championship that year. So I mean, there are there are things that are in analytics that I think you should study. There, there are trends that you should study. There I agree, are certain but... statistics that can give you insight in what's going on with a football team, and if it takes analytics for a football coach to see that, hey. Uh, we're on third down. We're getting beat on the left side of the offensive line uh, eight, 80% of the time. Dude, if you can't see that in film, you need analytics That's to what tell I... you that. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Holy crap. And I'm going to tell you what. He might be doing well, but the Dolphins are not going to win a Super Bowl. You know why the Super Most of the NFL is guys like Cade Stover. You can study your math. You can study your math. Cade Stover's going to line up across from you and put you on your ass. Okay? Just ask him. There's mm-hmm. film on that. Okay? No analytics needed. He's just going to do it. That's what football is. It's not computer. It's not Madden. It's not NCAA football, regardless of the year. It is on the field. We don't play it on paper. We don't play it on a screen. It's on the field. Yeah. Uh, bingo. Yeah, good question, uh, good debate, but yeah, dude, you you always take the points, in my opinion, in a close game like that. Uh, Ryan Day, man to man, would probably admit that. Uh, I I do agree with you, Chris. Though, I I can appreciate the aggressiveness. I like angry Ryan Day. I wrote an article about it last week. I I think angry Ryan Day is a more aggressive play caller, which is good. But we are learning right now with this football team that. Um, it, it's an alpha defense team to take the word alpha. We have an alpha defense and we have an offense that's trying to find points in different places. So, <laughs> uh, good to see you tonight, Chris. Welcome in buddy. Uh, Jay says, remember the year Chip Kelly went for two almost every time due to analytics. I think he is still waiting on his championship trophy from last season. Yeah. Uh, about Chip Kelly. Uh, and you know what? There's some influence there. Chip Kelly's pretty influential in Ryan Day. That's yeah. actually a good point. All right, story time. So Chris yes. and I, uh, oh, we went down to the shoe yesterday to hang out with some friends. Our buddy Chris, uh, our buddy Mike Wargo was in town. Uh, the Rudy of Ohio State. Did we Wargo ever find him, Eric? <laughs> uh, no, we never did. Well, we found him, but then we lost him. Uh, but he did. He did, he did text, make it to the shoe. Did he text you today, Chris? <laughs> no, I haven't talked to him today. He texted me today and said, sorry, I lost you guys. <laughs> but we went down. We ran into Wargo. Chris and I ran into Wargo. And then we ran into my friend Carl Hugler and Jeremy Thomas, uh, listeners of this show. And um, Carl was like, hey, let's go down to game day and see if we can't get close enough to get Herbie's attention because Wargo and Herb Street were teammates back in the 90s. And Wargo's like, I haven't seen him since I graduated. I'd love to love to see him. I was like, well, I go, if anybody's going get, to get Herbie's attention, it's going to be Carl, okay? 
So we get down there, and you know the side stage where they come over, and they've got that stupid big screen that does like a game show thing, and it points to something, and then they, they talk about it. And then it's like a little field. It's, uh, it's on game day. It's not the main stage with, behind the desk. That's where they were at. So we, we kind of went over there so we were closer. And Carl kind of finagles and moves up and gets all the way up front. And then Wargo's just like, get out of my way. I played an iron <laughs> And he gets up to the front, right? And, and so Jeremy, myself, and Chris kind of hung in the back when we watched. Well, they got up to the front. Wargo got waved at by Herbie. They did make a eye contact. But Carl, and this can go all the way back to when we went to Bloomington, Indiana. I made a sign. I've told this story before. I made a sign. They didn't let us take the sign into the stadium. And Carl told the the red coat there, the usher, whoever, said, hey, no, we need to we need in with this sign because I know Kirk Herbstreet and he wants us to bring the sign in. And the guy was like, oh, okay. So we <laughs> got to bring the sign in. But Carl's up there and he yells out, Herbie, I was a traitor at Iowa State and blah, 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 blah. God bless you and your family. Herb Street turns around, looks at Carl, comes off the, off stage, the stage, and shakes his hand. <laughs> and we're like, only Carl would this happen to. Like, only Carl could get Herbie to leave the stage to go shake his hand, man. That's my boy, Carl. Greatest of all time. He is the goat of walking up to people and finding a connection somehow. I've never met somebody who can talk to someone. It's like, dude, I don't know you from Adam, but Carl's like, do you know so-and-so back in 1984? And oh yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, well I was, I, you know, and like literally they will make a connection and become best friends. That's how Carl rolls, man. So literally Carl got Herbie to leave the stage to go shake his hand. <laughs> That's respect, brother. Okay? That's that's who I'm talking about. That's my boy. All right. Next question. Here we go. Last one, last question of the game of the of the show and then we'll we'll play a quick trivia game for for some uh prizes here. This one is Nick Quint's question. What aspect of the team needs to improve the most? In order to beat that team up north, give me your I comments in the comment section. What do you think Ohio State needs to improve on the most in order to win that game at the end of the year? Aaron, I'll start with you. Run game, and that obviously starts with the offensive line. So that kind of, I know that's technically two answers, but they go hand in hand. You can't improve the run game unless the O line improves. We can throw the ball. We've seen that. We do a nice job of keeping McCord upright. We've seen that. Problem is, we can't run the ball worth a darn. We've had a couple of games with running backs with over 20 carries, and they end up with less than four yards per carry. That's a problem. That That's not sustainable. It has to be more about five or six yards per carry. Five, you know, on the lower end, six would be or more would be pretty ideal. But if we could bump those numbers up, that's what we need to improve upon. Chris? I agree with Aaron, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little different here. I'm gonna say we need to get a hold of Ryan Day's playbook and rip out anything that is thrown, swept, or tossed behind the line of scrimmage. Because my God, if I see this team try to go east to west on on anybody again, I am just going to lose my mind. There is no reason we should be eating. 
negative plays on runs when we have dogs like Mayan Williams and Tranum and, and Dallin Hayden running the ball. I understand you're trying to run uh, uh, some to the outside with Henderson. I understand you're running maybe a, a jet sweep with Igbuka or with with uh, Harrison or, or, or even Evan Pryor. But you've got to go north and south. We can't be taking these negative plays and starting out second and 15, second and 17. I think that is a big thing we've got to get rid of. I, I mean, honestly, like I said, there was a few plays yesterday that I questioned, and most of them revolved around plays that happened behind the line of scrimmage. Our advanced scouting where we steal plays. Steal signs. There we go. Here's a sign. He's putting that one up there because Jim Harbaugh stole all his good ones. That's fair. Ah, I see what you did there, Chris. That was good. That was good. Um, No, I, I, I agree with both of you on that. I would like to see the running game go north and south. I understand the concept of stretching a defense. It's not working. Go not the way they're south. running it. Go north and south, guys. We got, we got, we got the dogs, like you said, who can do this. Um, put your foot in the ground, put and, and and hit the hole and go. And I think if we can increase <clears throat> that run, the the average to four or five yards, like you said, Chris, then obviously teams have to take account for that. Um, and it's going to open up more of the passing game. As soon as we started hitting some runs, did you notice all of a sudden how Marvin Harrison was wide open? And my gosh, what a stupid... We, we talked about how how smart uh, <coughs> Manny Diaz was as a defensive coordinator. Mm. How can you leave Marvin Harrison one-on-one the, like the entire game? Well, yeah, the entire game, there was no reason for it. But like you said, when it first started happening, Eric, was when... We did have a few good runs by Mayan, and they brought that extra helmet up into the box, and then all of a sudden they were getting the one-on-one matchup. Uh, Jay, Jay and Aaron have some kind of military thing going on here. Will Aaron be sending out membership cards and decoder rings out to ODA members? That's your fan club, Aaron. Yeah. What's ODA stand for? Uh, I don't know. But, yes, Jay, I'll send them out. out. I yeah, I don't know. Uh, obviously, delusional cards? alpha. Yes. You'll, obvious delusional alpha. <laughs> you'll get this uh, this free limited edition sign. All right, is what you'll guys. Get. Here we go. <laughs> it's time to do a little a little uh, a little uh, game here, a little trivia game. Winner uh, will receive this uh, program. One of 2,500 is an extra one I picked up yesterday while I was down at the shoe. I will mail this out to the person. Operational Detachment Alpha is what ODA I still for. think it's obviously Delusional Alpha. I agree with you, Chris. I, I, I like them both. Okay. All right. So <laughs> here we go. Chris, Aaron, be watching the chat. First person who answers correctly. I I will you can message me. I'll get your address. I'll send this out. At the beginning of the show, we say that we are the official podcast of two different sports sites. What are they? If you know the answer, type them real fast, throw them in the chat. 
Let's see who has been paying attention. See who will get it tonight. And I will send you this um, next week, this week. <clears throat> no, no, that is incorrect, Close. Nick Clint. Close, but incorrect. Um, this week we will be having a um, preview for Wisconsin. I've yet to get a hold of the podcast from Wisconsin on Big Banter. I will continue to effort to do that. But in the meantime, we will continue <coughs> to preview it ourselves. Uh, we will break down film. We will – Jay, hold on while I rewind. <laughs> Come on, guys. Every week, man. Uh, we will we will preview this game. There we go. There it is. Larry uh, – no. Larry uh, Mark Swick. Mark Swick hey. was six seconds faster than Larry. That was close. Yeah, yeah, that was close. Scarlet in game and big banter. You are right, Mark Swick. And Larry said fan-sided and big banter. Scarlet in game and fan-sided are the same thing. Scarlet in game is the website that fan-sided owns. And so I would have taken either one of those answers in big banter sports. You're right. Mark Swick, send me uh, an instant message uh, or however you want to get a hold of me. You can email me at theohiopodcast at gmail.com. Send me your address, and I'll put this in the mail and get that to you, Mark. Um, so thank you so much for everybody who contributed in it. That was a lot of fun. We'll we'll do more stuff like this in the future, guys. Um, but we will preview Wisconsin and Ohio State this week. Um, real quick, and last thing on the show, um, I know that we said at the beginning of the season that this was one game we were extremely worried about. On a scale of 1 to 10, <clears throat> 1 being like, I have zero concern for this game. Um, uh, yes, you can DM me your info, Mark. That's fine. Uh, 10 being, I am extremely worried about this game. Where are you at right now, Sunday evening, Chris? Three. Okay. Aaron? With Wisconsin? Yeah. I honestly, I'm not really worried about it at all. So, okay. I mean, if I had to give it a number, I'd give it one. Ooh, I'm not worried geez. about Wisconsin. It is in Madison. It's at Randall at night. They're not good, dude. They're not They're good. Not. They can jump around all what? they want to. They're not going to win. Hey, I don't care. Nickel has revenge in his heart. What does the you? <laughs> <laughs> what you want me to there say? You go. See, I'm with Frank. This I'm with Frank for atmosphere alone. I'm with Frank. Ah. Yep. Okay. Um, Notre Dame was by far going to be tougher than what Wisconsin's going to have. Been there, done that. They're a better team, but I don't think atmosphere-wise. I don't. Wisconsin's so. not even undefeated. Well, they got two losses. Again, what Notre, I'm not arguing about which was the better team. Notre Dame was the better team by far versus you know them versus Wisconsin. I know, but but I I'm feel like usually, the, yeah. Wisconsin fans tend to get behind them much more when they are undefeated. That's when I would have been concerned. Tanner Mordecai, their starting quarterback, not playing. That dude's dude, done. He had surgery dude, on Chris, his hand. It's a wrap. Aaron, you're an alpha. Just admit it. I ain't worried because we're we got we got an alpha defense. That's go. why I'm not worried. You know I'm a defense guy, and we're pretty good at it. Hey, this is this might be the best comment of the night. Great job, guys. Great analytics. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. 
<laughs> I see you, Larry. I see you, man. I hate that word. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. That was a lot of fun, guys. Be sure to like, share, subscribe. If you're listening to the audio version of this, please give us a five-star review. We really do appreciate that. Again, check us out on YouTube. All all week this week, we'll be having videos, previews as we prepare for the game where Aaron is not worried at all. He gave it a one going into uh, Madison, Wisconsin, and he said they can jump around all they want uh, because the analytics say that we have an alpha defense. There you go. That's basically how this show went down to guys be kind to one another i owe someone's oh in carmen ohio with all your heart just like just like our our our, our boy did cj stroud did you guys see him at the game yes, I did. stayed I did. the whole Loved game it. on the sideline like a coach and then went and sang carmen ohio with the boys that guy that guy mad props big respect to cj stroud for that guys be kind of another i owe someone's oh sing carmen ohio with all your heart till next time oh i say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill